and welcome back to the Some Sort of Miracle podcast. I'm Ed and I'm joined today by Beth Munn. Welcome to the podcast, Beth. Hi, thank you for having me. No, thank you for coming on. So we, uh, me and Sophie met John and Beth on a training course um, during lockdown and um, yeah. we got to know each other quite well, didn't we? Just online yeah. through Zoom. I know, and, so weird. Yeah, really bizarre. And then we finally met each other a few weeks ago and it was very strange because um, we had no <laughs> idea how tall each other was. That was the thing I was confused about. But um... <laughs> Yeah, it's just so weird. It's I guess it's a product of obviously the times. Yeah. Um, but also in and not in a bad way but you know the beauty of the salvation army is there's connections made and you quite quickly forge relationships with people because it's quite a unique yeah route to be in isn't it there's lots of things that only people who go to the salvation army work for the salvation army worship understand so you kind of forge these bonds quite quickly yeah. um and then online it's weird but it was great to be able to meet you other than yes. that screen yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. It's, it's wonderful uh, and yeah just hearing a little bit about kind of your your and John's journey um into mm-hmm. pioneering and into Faversham I just thought it'd be um really cool to yeah have this conversation and share it with our wonderful listeners um because I think it's really inspiring what God's doing through your life and yeah I think it'd be really cool to share so um mm-hmm. Beth and her husband John work for the Salvation Army as pioneer leaders in Faversham Alongside this, John and Beth run a podcast called At The Table, and they're also plotting a new podcast for the new year called Just A Couple Of Things, but we'll get onto those a little later on. Um, To start off, Beth, could you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, So I'm Beth Munn. Um, I'm married to John Munn, um, who unfortunately couldn't be here today because he has no voice, Um, but uh, he's with us in spirit. Um, And... Yeah, we are pioneer leaders, as Ed said. So that is a ti- an, another title that um, church likes to throw around. So whatever context you're in, um, you may have heard the term pioneering. So pioneering is about breaking new ground. And so us as leaders, we are employed by the army to find fresh and new ground for church. Um, and that is the role that is amazing exciting terrifying everything all in one um but it just means that we kind of have the opportunity to find ways that people can access church and more importantly access Jesus and God in different ways that aren't traditional Mm. because um traditional doesn't always work for everybody um and one of the things I think can sometimes get misconstrued with pioneering is that it's an alternative um, and it's not an alternative. It's it's just as much as part of traditional church and it should be just an extension. Um, of like It's like another body part of the, of like the body of Christ. I like yeah. to see it. Um, you know, some people like the arm and some people like the leg. Um, mm. And it's just about finding what people, how people can access the message of the gospel. And, we all know we all learn differently in terms of like education. Um, so why do we think that church wouldn't be the same way? So, um, and with churches, traditional church numbers declining, mm. um, there has to be something that we do about it. We can't just sit and talk about it forever. So a long time ago, um, 
people started making different plans and actions. And for a long time, pioneering has been happening without it having an official name and title. Yeah. Um, but for the Salvation Army, it's been, I mean, the Salvation Army really in itself is a pioneering movement. Mm. Um, we're not traditional in in aspects of many other churches, but it's kind of formed its own way into being its own tradition. Yeah. Um, but we we have been doing this, me and John. Uh, gosh, so it started officially in 2017 um, when we were invited by our um division so by the area that we worship within the south east um to a leaders retreat weekend and they were exploring like local leadership and what it means to be a leader um knowing that john and i had a call for ministry on our lives Mm. um and that we both had shared that while we felt called into salvation army officership that it wasn't at that time then right. and I think they just wanted to help develop us as leaders which is an amazing resource and we're so blessed to be where we are with the leaders that we have um who are now our boss technically um because they just really invested in us as people and as leaders and Christians mm. um and it was there that the word pioneering was first kind of floated to us and we were like oh that sounds scary and not army and I don't know and but God just really it's almost like it sounds really cliche, but like a puzzle piece. Yeah. John had really felt something like really tug on him about planting or seeding. And he just kept saying, like, I can't shake this word. And and I was like, no, no, we're called to be officers. Like, that's not what we do, and all of these things. Um, but God just kept bringing it back to us. And then we met the infamous Andrew Bertigan. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> which obviously is how connect- technically we got connected, yes, yes. Um, the four of us. But um, yeah, we met Andrew at a Weatherspoons in a nice summer's evening, mm. sitting outside. And really from then, like our lives were changed because um, what Andrew did and does for the most part is just kind of releases and empowers you to be able to say, yes that's what god's dreaming so let's let's refine it let's pray discern be wise and let's let's see where god mm. takes us um so then began a really long process well it felt really long but it wasn't really long it's like maybe a year and a half two years yeah of just the official things of like mm. sharing the journey with um the people that need to know in the army um, mm. creating documents to show our dream and vision. Mm. Um, so we went on the pioneer assessment and we became eligible to, to be pioneers for the army, which was great. Um, but Faversham really came a little bit after that, probably. Um, well, we, we'd been in, uh, we live in Sittingbourne um, in Kent and Faversham is about, 10 minutes on a good drive day um, from us. And I'd been there loads of times growing up. John, not being from this side of like Swale, he's from Medway, a town a little bit further. So he wasn't really aware of Faversham, but we'd been there a couple of times just before we met Andrew. And he, we both just kept saying, there's like something really special about this place. Like yeah. something felt really homely and we didn't really know why, like we just kept always wanting to go there um, and we just kept being drawn back. Um, and after we met Andrew, 
obviously when you meet people who are so in tune with um pioneering for example yeah they kind of are like where things get connected together and it was almost like oh and he just said like you've mentioned this place Faversham a lot and I was like have we I didn't even realize that we'd said it Mm. um and he was like so what is this about this Faversham place tell me and we just said um that like we just felt really drawn there and that there's no Salvation Army presence there Mm. um other than at Christmas they carol there one Sunday um and I was like I don't know is there something there um so we prayed about it a lot Mm. um like my prayer life drastically changed through that because we just prayed so much into for like wisdom and Mm. I think when you're at a like a tipping point or if you're on the the beginning or the edge of a journey um like sometimes you can feel like literally all you do is pray like you're living yeah. and breathing prayer because you're just seeking so much wisdom and guidance yeah. um and you just need that confirmation from god that what you're doing is right because yeah. we had other options we could have stayed in our regular jobs we could go into officership there were so many things and pioneering was not the the usual option. Pioneering yeah. was not, not on the, the radar, option. I guess. No. Yeah. And everybody around us, although they were supporting us, they were kind of like, they kind of just kept saying, well, why not officership or, mm. you know, you're what's wrong with what, your jobs and what's wrong with being local leaders and all of those things. And yeah. so the things around us weren't ushering us into that. Um, and then we went with some friends of ours um, shout out to James and Sophie Pegg. Um, he's now um, an officer in Felton with his and Sophie and their beautiful daughter Lyra um, in London, um, Salvation Army Church. They've been friends of ours for a long, long time. And they were just coming down to stay as just friends for the weekend. And we said to them about this and we said, like we really want to go prayer walking. And James was like, well, we'll go now. So we just went mm. and it was walking around there um, that God was just, it was like, if you've ever experienced this as a, you know, as a Christian listening, or if you've ever experienced something when everything inside of you is just like, it feels like it's either on fire or you're like nervous. It's Sometimes I explain it to people like a nervousness, like butterflies, but it's like intense. We just felt this like something is happening here. Um, so we phoned DHQ, told them that we really feel God is like calling us to Faversham and we need to do something. Um, and they said, well, should we prayer walk? And we were like, absolutely, let's do another one. So we just did another prayer walk. I think it was even like a week or two weeks later. Mm. And we did that. And it was there that we were really intentional before we went. I think because when we went with our friends, we hadn't intended to go. There was no, we just kind of were waiting for God to respond. But we really really went into this prayer walk saying, God, this is the point now where we need that confirmation and um, share with us, reveal, like share share your heart for Mm. what we need to be. and I don't think I'd ever done something so vulnerable mm. and I'd ever like fully surrendered as much. And I don't think in that moment I realized how much I was surrendering to, to God. 
But looking back now, I don't think there's been many points when I've been fully that. And I think that's, I always find that interesting thinking back to that now, like, wow, I really, we really surrendered to God at that moment. Um, And we walked around for a bit and Faversham is really well known for its market stalls. It's the oldest market in the world, um, in the world, in the country. (laughs) Um, And it's just so vibrant and people travel like all over to go to Faversham markets. So it was a sunny summer's Saturday. Um, We'd walked around most of the town. We'd stood outside where the old Salvation Army building used to be. Mm. And the Salvation Army closed in Faversham in the seventies, just due to numbers dwindling. Mm. Um, But the building remains there still. And you could spot it a mile off because it's a typical army building. But we stayed there and prayed and thanked God for all the work that had been done. Um, And then we headed back into the town which is about a five minute walk. And we got to the top of the market store and the way that the market works is it's a straight line, but then it goes up almost like a Y. Mm. Um, and we were right in the center of the point between where you could go straight down the bottom of the, like the main body of the Y. Um, and you could go either to the two top ends and everybody was kind of standing in a circle praying. And I just walked straight down the center of um, the market um, and during that moment, um, I experienced something of the Holy Spirit mm. and I lost my hearing. Wow. Um, it was a h- hugely busy day. Like mm. it was a pre-COVID, like typical busy mm. town day. It was packed and it was beautiful, but I lost my hearing. But I just was walking like it was almost like I was just taken over with what well, I was taken over. And I just walked to the end of the um, the road turned around looked back just saw these people but couldn't hear anything Mm. and God really spoke to me that um I've never been lost here but I just haven't been heard here Mm. um and that I was in that moment I was like I need I just need to get back and tell everybody like what's just happened and as I walked back um my hearing came back slightly but it was very muffled but my feet felt like they were like I was wearing iron boots and I was just being pulled into the ground. And I had never experienced anything like this in my, in my life. Um, and so we get back and John, it's shame John's not here because he recalls it. He was like, he laughs now, but like he said how odd I was being. <laughs> I just walked back and I was like a zombie, like, yeah. And they were like, are you okay? What, what's happened? What's going on? And um, it took about half an hour for me to, like, get back to feel normal. Um, and I I didn't really share straight away. I think I wanted to kind of just process it more myself. Yeah. Um, but I shared with the people afterwards just how, like, what I felt like God had spoken. Um, and from from then, I think we knew that that's where God wanted us to be. Mm. So we shared that dream and story with um, the team at like DHQ locally mm. and territorially for our, for this position. And um, yeah, things were, doors were began to open mm. and it wasn't that story necessarily, but I think when, when God really set something off, uh, on fire, got, you know, everybody kind of, has to let God move, don't they? Absolutely. Um, yeah. 
So John was up. So they offered um, employment for John as like full-time employed pioneer leader. Um, I was teaching a secondary school um, and had kind of not um, shared any desire to leave that job um, that I was going to do it by vocationally. Um, But um, John started the job and about two months into John starting the job, um, I just kind of felt like maybe my time at teaching was done. Um, And I often say to people when I describe that moment, it's like, it wasn't like an aha moment. It wasn't like God was like, shabam, light on. Mm. It was almost just like the page turned in my life. Mm. Um, Things happened with the school, like the leadership was changing, headmaster was leaving. Lots of things just happened that just felt really natural, just like the right time to end. Mm. Um, And we went to DHQ and told them, and they were like, yeah, we've been waiting. Um, and it just felt really nice. And I didn't even know if it was going to be a possibility for me to be full time yeah. um, as well. Um, but they said there's the, there's the availability like funds wise to employ you both. Mm. Um, and from there, God just kind of really wrapped us up and protected us in doing that. So I finished the school year um, because when you journey in pioneering or any form of ministry, really, um, our, we were just spoken really wisely. Mark Herbert, who's our divisional leader, he was like, ending well is really important. Mm. And that's been something that we've carried with us in everything that we do, um, finishing well. Because if you finish well, what you move on to and start starts well. Mm. Um, so I finished the school year um, and John had been in the job six months and then I started. And we then really began a year, well, we planned for a year, but it ended up being two years with the pandemic, yeah. just listening, um, listening to God and um, starting that journey. Um, sure. And that must have been hard, I guess, going into the pandemic when you've had all these steps of faith and all these scary moments where there's lots of change. And then suddenly you kind of get into that and then the whole world is rocked by the pandemic how how did that feel when going through that um I think I'm only at the like position to say it now but Mm. like I didn't at the time I didn't realize it but it was actually really really hard like looking Mm. back at it yeah um I'd only been in the job three months I hadn't really had any opportunity to meet people and we were having people email us or John was having meetings with people and I was like, I don't know any, I don't know any of these people. I don't know. Mm. Like I'd met maybe a small handful of people, but I really felt really disconnected mm. um, from my job. And I really didn't know what my purpose was. I really, I was January, February time of 2020. I was really kind of angry with God. Mm. I was like, you've called me into this. You like, we, I felt really set that like I finished my job and I gave up a really secure mm. job, you know, progression, like, and I was looking to progress in the teaching and I gave that up because I believed that that surrender was what you asked of me, but I'm not here to just be in John's shadow. I'm not here to just mm. follow along. And um, 
John had this really fixed, clear passion of digital ministry. And it had been something that he had had since even before we got married, he'd been doing Facebook devotions and that people, and then, you know, it just evolved into him being such a digital evangelist as mm. people call him, you know, his love for Christ and God is so evident um, in his, in the way he shares that online. Um, and while I love the online stuff and I still, I, I partake in it, I do some of the images. It wasn't where God would set my heart on fire. Mm. And I just kept saying, God, like, set me on fire for something. Like, I just want to, I want to find where you called me because um, it's difficult when you do joint ministry. And I'm sure, you know, you and Sophie will mm. learn, like, may know this or find this, that there's they're individual journeys and you're not, like, bundled together. Mm. Um, you have the beauty of being in communion and partnership together in ministry but it's still really personal and really individual. Mm. And I was in, as I kept saying, like I'm employed in my own right. God set me in my own right. And I needed to find that. Mm. So I was really, I was really angry with God in the beginning of the pandemic um, because I just felt like I didn't know where I, where I was being called. Mm. Um, and I guess and then, the pandemic kind of created an atmosphere for John to really step into the digital world, didn't it? Because that's where yeah. everyone was moving. And suddenly he was the guy with the knowledge and expertise and he was releasing, in a way, him into that. Yeah. So that must have been quite difficult then when you'd felt this really strong call to the, the physical place of Faversham and being there mm. to have that ripped out. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't live in Faversham. We're exploring mm. like living there, but we don't live there yet. Um, but we we were doing our before that we'd done like our shopping and we were doing anything and everything we could like we were doing in Faversham other than living there. Yeah. So I just, I just felt so disconnected from them and really lost. Mm. Um, and then we kind of hit a point in terms of with John as well. Mm. John was like, well, he kind of had this like crisis moment as well, because at the beginning everyone had kind of like, lent on him and he was using yeah. his expertise but then everyone was doing what the digital ministry and we were like yeah how are we pioneering digital ministry now everyone's doing it mm. and so we were like oh what like god what is going on you know we have all these things you set us on fire fire but it feels we felt a bit lost and i think then we had a little bit of a reality check really that just because everyone's doing it doesn't mean you're not pioneering mm. in it. Mm. Um, and that, and this is, this may come like, I don't mean any offense to people who did the digital ministry, but a copy and paste of church online isn't pioneering. Yeah. Um, and for, for the most part, some people were really were pioneering stuff and really stepped out and it was amazing. But for the most part, people were just taking their Sunday online had just, and, we really, God just really spoke to us that actually, yes, people are doing online, mm. but it's still not going to be completely accessible to everybody. There are still ways that you can change that. And for the most part, most people were still doing it on a Sunday, mm. whereas John's and our our belief in terms of digital ministry is that obviously church isn't just for Sunday. Church is every day. Mm. They're bringing, bringing that to every day. Um, so we kind of... I kind of tried to set aside my little disdain with God and just say like, let's really focus on the digital ministry and pioneering new ways. 
So that's where the podcast really came. We'd already had conversations about the podcast, but it was there that we decided to ramp it up. Sure. And this um, is the At The Table podcast. Yeah, this is our At The Table podcast, which we do with um, Joe and Lucy Halliday, who yeah. are part of our team. It's available um, on Spotify and anywhere you find your podcast. Go listen. It's great. <laughs> thank you. Lovely little plug <laughs> there. there. <we> go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, At The Table came about because we had done a Christmas Bible study together, the four of us. Hmm. And Lucy said, I think she just said something like, wouldn't this be good on a, on a podcast? Like hmm. if other people could join in with us, um, if other people could join with us, like, and listen. And we were like, wow, yeah. And so we recorded, I think, one or two of our like own ones that haven't been released. And they're yeah. like, obviously just trial runs, but We've got such a fantastic dynamic with um, Joe and Lucy mm. um, that, and the four of us are so different and we come from such different experiences in terms of faith, um, lives, context. Like we yes. all bring a really different dynamic into it. Mm. And it just, like listening back, we were like, oh, okay. Like this, the conversation flows, mm. there was humour. Um, and not to sound like, you know, very egotistical, but we listened back to it and we were all laughing. And I yeah, thought if yeah. we can enjoy it, if we feel, you know, confident in listening to that. Um, so we said, well, let's, let's start recording some. And, and as a listener, all of that carries through just as a listener as well. Like it feels, mm-hmm. I love the name at the table because it really does feel like you're there at the table joining in this Bible study. It's, it's a really great idea. And um, I think when you when you're pioneering sometimes it's really easy to try and force things um and finding names for stuff is one of the worst things in yeah, the world yeah. like um <laughs> we and sometimes you overcomplicate things and you think that it should have this fancy shiny brand name but mm. we were just i think we were all sitting around there just talking one day and we record we'd recorded a, like a few of the episodes um, at our house and then at their house and we both have a round table mm. like coffee table center that's pretty much identical and we clip the mics to that and that's where we were recording and um it was when we were doing the trial one and I was like here we are at the table and someone and, I, and then someone said I think we talked about at the table before and then we're like at the table and it kind of just yeah. came from that and it was like oh yeah this is at the table mm. and from that we were like this is everything that we want it to be like you said we want people to feel like they are with us there um and we love that it can be accessed anywhere Mm. podcasts are a great resource um Mm. they because and it's also so such a freeing tool I don't know if you feel this as a podcaster um but if one listens or a thousand listen like it just you put it out there because You've, it's just you're recording this conversation that you have and you get so much from it yeah and it's just kind of left out there there's yeah. no it I don't know it's really hard to describe to people but I just feel like it has such a unique form and that mm. some because somebody said to me once about it they were like don't you find it like hard not being able to know the people that are listening and journey with them mm. and I guess that can be seen as a, a downfall to podcasting that you you can't always well you may not ever know 
some of the people that listen like in person in a relationship but I think what we found is that people need like if people if we want people to access the message of Christ and the gospel sometimes people aren't ready to begin personal relationships with people we don't know where people are in the world in their lives and why should that stop them accessing the gospel Mm. because of any what any why circumstances and um it also I feel and I don't know if you have experienced this but it also kind of removes that ego thing for us we found that Mm. God's doing the work, not us. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Not you're not, um, and not I'm not diminishing like a sermon at all. Mm. But you know, when we do sermons, I really thrive, and I haven't preached a huge amount, and um, but well, I've done a fair amount for my age. Mm. And when I preach, like I thrive off the reactions around me, yeah. and sometimes that can be good because you know you want to see that people are engaged and really connecting with the message that God has given but it can also be a downfall because that human part of you where you're like seeking approval from Mm. human beings can really eat at you and you you seek the well done that was a great message you seek all of those things whereas with the podcast you record it because you're just sharing your heart and then I mean, there's a lot more that happens in between that for John Blessing with the yeah. editing and and, and the yeah. and the uploading it, but and then you surrender God to just do work in those people's lives that are listening mm. and for them to be stirred, and you leave the opportunity that if they want to ask questions, if they want to explore more, they'll either do that with the people that someone that is near them or around them or yourselves. Yeah, yeah. And so we have to kind of be the we're the vessels and the tools again, rather than being the ones that saying we're the ones creating all these things and it's, it's God in control. Mm. Um, which is really unique in terms of like evangelizing and a mission and ministry really. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just, I love podcasts and I know we're saying this on a podcast. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> obviously there is <laughs> some enthusiasm there uh, for the, for the format, but yeah, mm. it's just, it allows people to engage in a conversation at their own speed, doesn't it? And uh, completely you know in in their own way and I know you've got ways um, or kind of routes for people to engage further if they want to you've got a Facebook group I believe yeah a private Facebook group yeah private Facebook group we've got the same thing here with the listener group and um, I think those are just great spaces so that for those people that want to delve further further into stuff they can uh, take their questions and their experience and thoughts put them in that Facebook group or message privately and yeah it seems mm-hmm. to work really well yeah yeah. John has this really great little saying. Um, he likes to call it the three C's and he talks about it a lot with in terms of his digital ministry. Yeah. Um, and he, he says that it starts with consumption and he has tried to flip the negativity and the negative connotations that come with cons- consumerism. Yeah. But he says, um, either way, we want people to consume the gospel, right? Like mm-hmm. that should be what we want people to do. So if they're going to consume something, if they're consuming digital or online things, and let's use podcasting as an example, if they're listening to podcasts as their form of escapism, if it's going to be anything they consume, surely it should be something of the gospel. It should be the message of hope and love and Mm. grace, forgiveness in Jesus Christ. So they consume. So they're consuming our podcast. They're getting that in. That then develops into a connection because they begin to, 
be stirred by the Holy Spirit. They begin to ask questions themselves that then creates all the connections with their lives, maybe connects them with a physical church family. Um, and ultimately from that, that creates community. So you've got um, consumption, like connection and community are the final two pieces for that. But we've really seen that with what we do in that, like you, I, I guess you find with your listener group in that, when people are consuming and listening, they then feel like, oh, yeah, I can connect. And even it could be just like they might like, yeah. you know, they might write a review or they might. Um, we've done a few episodes where we've asked for people to like speak into that. So we've done like give us an example or um, share your stories about your funny stories about growing up in the Salvation Army. Yeah. Um, and so they're then connecting with that and they're sharing that. And from that, they then are part of that community because they've shared and they're they're in it and people are seeing that and it's just uh it's just a really beautiful unique way to do church and we love it we love podcasting um and yeah it's just a a great form I get so much from podcasts myself like I listen to so many I was telling you before we like recorded I have so many podcasts like I listen to I find it such an easy way and it's so accessible yeah. and the amount of people that we had message us and say, I, I love it listening on to my, like when I'm commuting or when I'm doing the like the house cleaning and mm. things like that. And surely our everyday lives, like it's in scripture that it says our living, breathing and our working should be praise and worship and a reflection of God. And we, as a society, particularly, I think, we have consumed, like, actually, I don't want to use that word. We have boxed <laughs> yeah. church into a building on a Sunday mm. in lines and pews, wearing suits and fancy outfits and singing hymns. And that is not what we understand as church. Like, that's not what you and I know as church. Mm. And that's not what church is for so many people who go to church. And we're just trying to break down those break down those ideals and those pictures of church for people and say church is any and everywhere that you can be. Mm. And the pandemic actually, like God really allowed people to allow people like us to really use the pandemic. Like, you know, I don't, I mean, I can't say for sure because we'll never know, but the pandemic was a great leverage for us because people just couldn't access church in the same way. So they were like, this podcast will do. And yeah, now that's become a part of their everyday routine because mm. they're a part of the community yeah, and yeah, so um yeah it's a it's a really interesting but really cool mm. unique way and we're even um launching into a new one yes new this is exciting yeah just a couple of things um which will be john and i um talking all things um about relationships and the things conversations that actually churches don't have a lot um we like one of the reasons why we wanted to start just a couple of things is that we all we often find that we have these conversations with john and i as a couple and they don't really go anywhere else like we we haven't had conversations about that with church leaders or church friends and church family we were like why not so we kind of like it's a play on word that it's like it's just a couple of things that we don't talk about in the church or 
that we're primarily probably going to start with and focus on the beginning about relationships and just talking about um so that's literally obviously being about couples and love and singleness and things that are quite difficult to do in church and that's one of the things that I love about what you guys do in your podcast is that you know you're not afraid to talk about topics that sometimes people avoid talking about that are well beyond our ability to be honest (laughs) and the thing is you know some people say to us and we say it we used to say at the beginning of every at the table episode like we are not experts and and it's so it's so important when you're doing that podcast is like and it it gets a bit tedious saying it but it's really important to the listener for you for them Mm. to feel and know that we humble ourselves in this like john and i aren't saying that we're experts in relationships and marriage at all we've only been married six years but we have been married six years and we've been together 10 years and we have gone we've seen things and we see actually and have observed things in the church that aren't being spoken about in terms of marriages and relationships and somebody said somebody a friend of ours who go who's a church leader in Babisham not Salvation Army but um they just said well, if you're not, who is? Mm. And, you know, it's no, and I kind of feel we really felt like we really prayed about it a lot and just kind of said to God, is this right for us to do? And we will have loads of people on with us to like talk about lots of different forms. So we're hoping to have lots of people and guests with us to really expand that and to widen the knowledge pool so that it isn't just John and I, but um, humbling yourself and, and admitting and knowing that you aren't the experts in this you're just sharing your views um, and that that's open then for discussion and debate um, and to kind of move on from there. But um, yeah, hopefully that should be launching in January. Um, okay. So that'll be exciting um, to, to get that going. Um, yeah, that's it's really going to be exciting. really interesting a podcast, two of us. Sure. Yeah, that's, that is tricky, but yeah, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. We're really looking forward to, listening to that and and hearing all all you've got to say and we'll make sure that when that's released we'll share that on the some sort of miracle facebook page so um, that should be that should be there so hopefully all of our listeners will will see that as well thank you that's great Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about i mean thank you so much i i I didn't know most of that story actually so it was amazing just to hear that um yeah it's really great i don't know i think um it's just like i just want to encourage people really because um a lot of people think that when you like being employed by the army as a pioneer leader and we're very loud about what we do because like because John's on social media it's in a lot and we have been blessed to share our story at some events that people think that um it was quite an easy journey for us and that like yeah. it was like God said this and da 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 and that um it just kind of happened and I guess in the scheme of things it does look like that but there is so much to it and I guess I just want to encourage people that if you feel like something is stirring in you, like really delve into your relationship with God first. Mm. Um, Just really set yourselves time to talk to God about where you are, what you're doing and what God's doing in your life. Um, And then talk to people, find pillars. I had this thing about 
pillars in your life find people who are going to uphold you and lift you Mm. because it's people like that like our friends James and Sophie and our best friends Emma and Nick who prayed over us and Mm. said to us you know we're really honest with us people who aren't going to sugarcoat things for you people aren't they're going to say amazing you're great do this but people who are going to be real and honest with you because if God is if this is of God then um, the kingdom will find a way. I, I believe that in everything. When I talk to people about their passions and their love for things, that if this is of kingdom benefit, of kingdom worth, um, you we you will be blown away by what God will move and what God will do um, in it. So, and that happened for us. You know, if I look back to when, if I if I was to visit twenty seventeen Beth and John they would be particularly Beth would be blown away by what has happened. Mm. And that's only of God. That's Mm. only of anything. And we, when we began our work, we um, had like a a farewell meeting at our home core. And we just said in any and everything we do at Babisham is for God. When we leave, if and when we leave Babisham, um we want to we want like the work to stay we want it to remain because it's not for like this what we're doing isn't for us it's for god and for the people of Babisham. Mm. so the work that you've got to do has got to be for god otherwise you're gonna just come up find battles every day you're gonna find it really hard personally emotionally and spiritually but there are really great people around the territory and around the country, like connected to the Salvation Army and in other churches, like Fresh Expressions in um, the Church of England is great resource. And yeah. there's so many incredible people that you can connect to that can help you and guide you and direct you to groups or pages or books or things. Um, and there's so much learning to be done. Um, like, I mean, I would suggest Alan Hirsch for a lot of people, but it's quite a big, um, quite yeah. a big person to direct to. But there are loads of great resources for people to to connect with, um, and even just like listening to podcasts like this to just expand mm. your understanding of church. And um, I just love that we get to be a part of um, God doing new things in people and. Mm. Um, that can be in so many forms, you know, and we may never ever know who's connecting with us, particularly digitally. Mm. But if one person is brought into a relationship with Jesus Christ, like I feel, you know, if one person is able to face an, you know, a battle, if we shared a Bible verse that connects with them, then I feel like, you know, God is, God is doing the work that we intended to be doing so yeah just want to encourage people that just explore what god is on your heart and um don't um try not to run away because it's easy we tried to run we tried to run away we tried to leave the army um i think i did miss that out um it's quite it's a bit i like to skip over sometimes (laughs) but we did try to run away we tried to leave the army um for lots of other reasons as well like we were just you know, is God calling us somewhere else? So we meant to go and we explored Hillsong, we explored mm. um, New Frontiers, we explored 
Methodist, Baptist, you name it, we tried it. Mm. Um, but God gave me a vision of Jonah and the whale and told me to ride out the whale. Yeah. And um, here I am almost, yeah, two, two and a half years later now, mm-hmm. um, facing different challenges every day, but um, God just doing something in me more than anything as well. Like this work has transformed my life um, and I'm not the same person that I am because of it. And I'm thankful for that because um, if I, you know, if we ever stay where we are, I think it's a sad place. So I'm glad that God has taken me on a journey and taken me to something because 2017 Beth would, would look at me now and be like, who are you? Like, I don't know you. I don't want to know you Mm. because they were afraid and they were, they were happy to, to just go with what was expected and and go with the flow. But they were listening to um, earthly things and, the switch was being put on, you know, responding to the the kingdom call and the call of God. Um, so I just want to encourage you that um, God is ready to talk to you and God is ready to take you on a journey and just mm. embrace those things. And yeah, excited yeah. for all of you. And I, be, I listen to the podcast, so I always pray for people when it, when I finish listening to the podcast. I'm always like, yeah. I'd love. To, like who's listening around the, you know the country and the world yeah. and you know just praying for those people so um it's it's amazing and exciting that I get to speak to you today and oh, so thankful that God connected us and that yeah. um we've got this new form friendship through Absolutely. um Alan Hirsch really <laughs> and Andrew Vertigan the two to blame yeah yeah well we're so grateful for having you on the podcast uh thank you so much for sharing your story it's I always find it incredibly encouraging when I hear stories of people being called by God to do something new, something um, interesting, something amazing, which we, we've got to see through here. And then the organization that we're, we're part of, the Savage Army, releasing people to go and do that. Yeah, they really do. And that is just, it's fantastic to hear to hear that happening. Um, yeah. So, yeah, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you, um, yeah, for everything you're doing and we'll be praying for you in the uh, coming thank weeks you. and months. Um, for the listeners um, sometimes our listeners like to get in contact and ask some questions Um, we've got a listener group to do that so if you're listening to this and think oh I'd love to ask Beth something uh, go to Facebook and search SSOM listener group and you'll find it there and I'm sure Beth will happily answer whatever questions you've got I'm stitching her up here and (laughs) no and I'll get John to add himself too so that absolutely any questions for him um, because he's not going to be here but yeah Happy yeah. to answer any questions. Yes. Um, yeah. And make sure to um, have a listen to At The Table and keep an eye out for just a couple of things coming next year. Um, but I think that's all we've got time for for today. So we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you.